How do you protect your data? Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about the next generation of data masking. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Mike Logan. He's the VP of Masking with Delphix. Mike, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. So, Mike, you've got the privilege of dealing with a lot of financial institutions. What do you find to be some of the concerns that they share with you now regarding data protection? Well, I mean, data protection is critical for banking industry. It's regulated. The SEC and other different regulatory bodies keep an eye on it. And data has real value. I mean, the data breaches that we hear about all the time, they're happening because there's a lot of value in, in getting that data. So most of the financial institutions, I mean, they have to protect it, you know, either because of regulatory or reputation or just protecting their assets. They're looking at holistic solutions. How do they solve this problem across all the different access points that they have to, to their customers, to their partners, to their vendors? They have to protect the data no matter where it's going. Mike, you talked about regulatory pressure. Specifically, what do you find that the financial regulators are demanding of the institutions? Uh, at a high level, I mean, financial institutions have to show that they're enforcing access appropriate to roles. So people who shouldn't see certain pieces of data don't see it. And they have to do that through various techniques. They have to show it internally, externally. Generally speaking, financial institutions are pretty good with the external stuff. I think the focus on internal Data sharing is, is relatively recent. Data masking obviously addresses that issue primarily, but it, you know, it's an all-encompassing issue that they're, you know, it's becoming front of mind. I think in the past it may not have been as, you know, I think data sharing was important, but data protection was backseat. I think that's changing now because they get audited and the auditors point out, okay, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, you need to secure this. You know, the SEC is issuing things they have to do, basically, you know, advisements. And typically, it's it's every year. I mean, every year they're, they're, the bar is set higher, and they have they have a higher standard to set to, to meet. And what was good enough last year might have been a manual process, but the following year they have to automate it. And they have to be able to just show it, report on it, and show that they're doing a good job at, at protecting customer information. So, Mike, how do you recommend that institutions one lock down their data, and two, after they've locked it down, demonstrate that they have done so? We've looked at a lot of different solutions, and data masking is primarily the best one to lock it down in non-production environments. Production environments, it's a little trickier because while there's a lot of tools out there that tell you the horse has left the barn, they don't necessarily stop it from leaving. So locking it down in production is kind of a never-ending task to some extent because the only way really to do it is to stop sharing the data. But the technologies on that side are getting better. Um, you know, the chip cards and some of the PCI regulations help, and, and you know, I think they're they're raising the bar on what they're doing with, you know, their various partners, making sure that those relationships, those data sharing interfaces are relatively robust. I think it's data breaches tend to go after the weakest link, so they're going to look for, you know, opportunities where the protection, you know, so if you have 10 locks on the front door but only one lock on the back door, guess what, they're going to go to the back door. So, you know, and we've heard some of those stories in the news about how breaches come through these innocuous, you know, hey, it went through the, the air conditioning vendor's password, comes stuff like that. So production is one thing. On, in non-production, uh, like I said, data masking is, is the best solution we've come across because you're changing the data, you're changing the actual value of the data. So even if it does get lost or stolen or, or misused, 
it's not the real data. It looks like real data, acts like real data, and it's sufficient for all the, the needs of non-production. So, you know, software development, QA, testing, bug fixing, that sort of stuff. But it's not the real data. So you've pretty much taken the, the risk off the table for those environments that you've, you've masked the data for. Mike, talk to me more about data masking. And specifically, how does Delphix help organizations to protect their critical data? So Delphix has a, a, a data masking product that is really next generation. It's a web interface. You can access it anywhere in an organization, and you can mask data across the organization consistently. So have a, an entity in Singapore or an entity in the U.S., and they need to share data, but you need to mask it consistently. We, you know, Delphix masking can handle that. The web interface makes it easy to use. It's no, there's no thick client you have to install on a, on a PC somewhere that only local people can access. And it just gives you flexibility to move the data from one place to another and secure it at the same time. So it's it's kind of like a firewall for data in, in that it's gonna anything that passes through that's sensitive is gonna get changed so that your your risk at the other end is is gone. It's kinda like sometimes I tell people it's like a water filter. We're taking out the, the dirty parts or the stuff that you don't want to see at the other end and just replacing it with nice clean data. So data masking isn't anything that's particularly new to the marketplace. What distinguishes the Delphix solution from other data masking products? I think it's the automation. I mean, it's, it's the end-to-end automation and the flexibility of the solution. It's, it's, you know, a lot of times in the past, like you said, data masking in, in theory has been around a long time. I mean, 30 years ago, people were writing programs or scripts to, to change data for purposes. But the ability to point a product at a data set and use a standard set of algorithms and mass that data consistently across a large corporation, that's new. And I think that enables a lot of companies to use masking on a, as, a, as a normal practice versus something they do as a one-off for a given application. Because, um, you know, as you mentioned, a lot, you know, the concepts have been around, but the tools have been fairly sparse. And, you know, they weren't always easy to use and they required a lot of analysis and, you know, became the separate development project of its own just to do masking. And that kind of impeded folks from actually adopting masking as a solution. But now there's products on the market like Delphix masking that really make it easy to secure your data, you know, in a relatively short period of time. You know, we're talking days and weeks instead of, you know, months and years. So um, it's not a separate development project. It it secures your data and lets you move forward doing the primary job of, you know, delivering features and functionality to your customers. So kind of going off in another direction entirely, let's talk about human error. How do you also help organizations protect themselves from that critical aspect, the human error? And I think that's something that doesn't get a lot of visibility, but a lot of times data breaches are the result of human error. And social engineering is also, you know, one of the major causes of data breaches. So people guessing passwords based on, you know, somebody's birthdays or kids' names or dogs' names and stuff like that. And, and social engineering isn't going away. I mean, that's, that's you know, no matter how sophisticated the technology gets, there are techniques for social engineering, and humans are, are humans. They're imperfect. So that that's a constant challenge. Now, data masking kind of eliminates the, the social engineering aspect of things because even if the data is lost, it's masked. So you're, you're addressing the problem at the root cause. The idea is that you reduce, reduce your surface area of risk. So instead of having 15 systems that have real production data in them, you have three or two. So the the issue isn't completely eliminated, but you've minimized it to a point where it's a lot more manageable and a lot more 
controllable in some respects. But, you know, human human error, you know, people take data, and if they think it's secure, they, they share it, uh, and they don't always realize the implications of what they're doing. And, and it's only once the data's gone, they wish they could pull it back. And that's, uh, unfortunately, while there are technologies that try to pull things back, uh, like emails that people send, but a lot of times it's too late. So, and then, you know, once you've had a breach, obviously all the legal requirements kick in. So at some level, it doesn't even matter. Once it's out the door, you're, you're kind of, you know, whether it was serious or not serious, you know, or intentional or not intentional, the implications are the same and the costs are significant, especially for larger organizations. Mike, final question for you. You've dealt with lots of customers. What have they told you about the results that they have realized after they have deployed your data masking solution? Well, a lot of customers are pleasantly surprised at how quickly they can march through. Sometimes these clients have hundreds of thousands of, of applications. They're surprised at how fast they can mask some of them. You know, a lot of these applications can be secured fairly, fairly routinely. A lot of it's, sometimes we use the term masking factory, but a lot of it is rinse and repeat once you've got it configured and set up. Some applications are, are complex and they, they need more time, but the fact that we provide a lot of different various masking frameworks and tools that, you know, they're still, you know, they're all GUI based, they're all web, web-based, so it's, this is all web app-centric stuff, but still allow you some control over how it's going to work and how it's going to apply the masking algorithms to the data so that you can you can move forward quickly and reduce risk at the same time. It's, it's kind of a, I'd say some level it's a balancing act, but customers are, are you know, they're, their, their biggest concern is they tell the auditor they build, they, they buy a masking product and a year later they haven't masked anything because it's too hard to use the product. It takes too long. They have to code it from scratch. Uh, you know, they get sucked into complex data analysis type projects, you know, just to make the, the, the masking product work. So I think it's that power and flexibility that customers like the most. We, you know, we've had customers who, you know, one person was able to mask 300 applications in a year. I don't think there's any other product out there that that, that can make that claim. And it's, it's easy to learn. I mean, a lot of customers, uh, the, the training requirements on the product are, are relatively straightforward. They can, they can, it was designed for security specialists, not, not just DBAs or, or developers who have strong technical expertise, but also security folks who understand the value of the data and, and usually who are responsible for making sure that certain types of data aren't proliferated or lost or stolen. So those are the primary things that customers like. I mean, at the end of the day, it's speed. Having, you know, 80% of your data masked is better than having 0%. The quicker you can get to that point, the the more you can focus your your energy on, you know, the remaining 20%. You know, it also opens up flexibility. You can share data with third parties easier. You can, if you want to offshore some of your development, you can do that easier. If you want to move to the cloud, you can do that easier. A lot of wins once you have that security issue under control. Mike, I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thanks a lot, Tom. The topic has been data masking, the next generation. I've been speaking with Mike Logan, VP of Masking with Delphix. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.